Hello and welcome to Bitches With Beards. On today's episode, I definitely have something fine to say and it's... Oh my Christ, look over there! Quote, I am what I am, Elizabeth Taylor. We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And if you're wondering who we are and why we have a podcast, then I guess we better get on with the episodes. <sighs> on we. Ugh. 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 How was your week, dear? Oh, is it almost there? Uh, cheers. 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 It, and if you hear scratching, the dog's being annoying tonight. <laughs> yeah, she's being a little bit picky. <laughs> well, the hubs is out and there's no one to look after her and she needs attention after a day of getting attention. So, you know how right. it is. How have you been? Long week? It's been a low-key week where every day felt like Friday situation. Yes. It was that sort of week. And so, I'm going to be very honest with you listeners... I don't have that much to share this week. I do have stuff to share, but not high-key stuff. Like, I had to do a lot of self-care this week. Like, we're talking, I was sitting under a weighted blanket with a facial mask on, sipping tea at, like, 5 p.m. on Monday. Like, it was just, it felt like a blah day. And nothing went wrong. It was just blah. You know? Yeah, I had to be in... I mean, this is like champagne problems, but I had to be in at I had to be in at like eight a.m. Monday morning, which is the first time in three years, which is kind of the theme of the episode a bit. But to do some recording, and it's been um, it's definitely been a long adjustment. I feel mm. that, and and you know, we are going to look a lot at what the fee anniversary of this week is, but um, mm. that was definitely a an adjustment to being back and obviously having to like kind of behave over Sunday night. <laughs> right. Cause I, I do videography and and I have to like man multiple pieces of equipment at once. Um, and we, we are out right Sunday night. We, we were um, invited uh, last minute to a friend's house, um, mm. some expats, um, friends of ours who shall now always be referred to I think as the expats really but yes. they, they we'd contacted them about Easter uh-huh. newsflash announcement we're doing Easter okay yeah they're away uh, so oh. <laughs> big announcement uh, so I will be doing lamb and all the trimmings and Easter but they are away but they did them they messaged us back and said oh do you want to come over for a roast and we're like oh, yes nice. so we went over what did we get up to in the day we, we had a we went and got some I think some lunch and then we went over to theirs and it was nice but um, you know Easter it's like little Easter like it was nice but it was like it was a nice way to end the weekend but then like it's lamb and I hadn't eaten meat for a long time and it was a lot of red wine so even though it wasn't uh, on Monday morning. It was still like, oh yeah, I forget what. Like actually, not just kind of crawling down to your home office is like. And I was like, ah. Oh. So you felt wonderful Monday, is what you're saying? Yeah, I did not. Luckily, it wasn't a banger of a night. So I, I do feel okay. So the dog, I'm. We have stairs in this place, like two sets, and I can yeah. tell which side of the dog I just heard go upstairs. So yeah. I'm sure she's enjoying the outside. <laughs> Um, but no, that was, that was my, my 
sort of week. Um, how was your week? So, like I said, it was very low-key. Monday was a lot of self-care. I did research for another project of mine, my Lady Bird Johnson project. Listeners, that's not a joke. It is. Lady Bird Johnson project. Uh, did that. Um, what else did I do? Well, here's the thing. I was busy enough that I wasn't so busy, but still busy enough that I had to pencil in the priest. We have plans on Monday of this week. You put a pencil in the priest. No, no, no. I'm penciling in the priest for pencils elsewhere. (laughs) Uh, But you haven't seen the priest this week. No, I haven't seen the priest this week. But the intention is that we might be meeting up together tomorrow afternoon. Yes, I heard. This is is why we are doing Thursday, not Friday. It was one of the elements of doing a Thursday was this. And also, yeah. Well, I think we're actually planning a meeting in the afternoon, so we could still do something tomorrow night. Yeah, I don't, I, you know... But if push comes to shove, oh, yes. Well, hopefully push will come to shove. <laughs> Lots of shove. No, um, no, you said that, and I was like, oh, well, does he really want to have somewhere to go and, and stuff? And... Well, I mean, he's like, let's meet at one o'clock, and I'm like, I might have somewhere to go at like seven, you know. That's that's cute. Oh, and there's everything going, there's everything going off tonight. <laughs> heavens, heavens. <laughs> No, we didn't have... I mean, this week, apart from that, is that sounds good, but this week has been... I mean, the most exciting thing today, really, was my parents coming back from vacation and just messaging me photos of all the drinks they're having in the final bar, and I'm like, well, they're doing retirement well. They look delicious, they by the way. They delicious. Might have to try one of those next week or something. I want Lynn to give me the recipe, and I shall recreate it I don't it think Mum knows the recipe on that one. I think we'll be Googling that one ourselves. Oh, sometime. okay, yeah. okay, okay. Well, we can figure that one out. I think I know what the base of it is, so I, I think we're halfway there. But talking, though, about drinking... Yes, drinking. Ooh, what are we drinking tonight? Oh, that is a wonderful question, Max. you actually got to grab the bottle for me, because I don't remember which brand we ended up getting of this. Yes. It's Audi. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the Anton Bauer uh, Reed Gimrick uh, Gruner Ventiliner. It is a German cousin of... Oh, God, what is that uh, other wine? That's... Uh, uh, Riesling. It's it's a cousin of Riesling. It's less sweet. Yes, it is the less, it's the evil cousin. Not e- no, not the no. evil cousin, but it's like it's not the sweet, it's the non sweet cousin. <laughs> you you asked not for a Moscato. It's the moody a, cousin. Yes, it is the Mo- very mer- moody cousin. It's very delicious. I'm enjoying it. It's gonna go down a bit easily though, I have to, I, I will say. It, it's listeners, it's lighter for a dessert wine than, you know, if you went with like a Moscato for heaven's sake. Like it's a lot lighter than that. It's not as in your face. Um, so talking about dessert wine, would you like to pass me the infamous foil plate? I shall pass it. Carefully, carefully. So we are this week acknowledging that it has been three years since Miss Rona first came on. (laughs) Oh, yes. So I decided that I'd give in after doing what I didn't want to do for three years. Oh. And I I made made a banana bread. (laughs) How... Crafty of you. I love that. And it's Anina Gar- it's Anina Garten. Okay. Actually is her one. Well, cheers. Mmm, that's good. Yeah, they like it at work. That's very good. Mm. It's very nutty. Yeah, just a walnut in it. That's better mm. warning out. Mm. But no, um so I, I do like baking, but um we don't bake a lot because of just that I don't... Is it so stupid? I like baking cakes. I just don't want to eat a whole fucking cake. 
No, I, I think that's fair. So today, I, so well, yesterday I baked it, which caused some level of stress because we don't have a baking, we don't have a, a loaf pan, Tim. You don't? No, we have a lot of like equivalents too. Mm, mm. So um, at one point, like the, the outside seemed to cook quicker. Mm. There's no glaze on that. It's all the sugar. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, so there was no glaze. And then it was like, oh, God, it's burnt. And then I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not cooked. It had cooked. Um, I swear I thought you've baked something before, like a loaf. Yeah, during... in, in a square tin. Oh, okay. okay I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I was just like, I thought you had. So I actually cut it in half and took it into work today. Oh, which And then genius. did a little all-staff email going, there's banana bread in the kitchen. <laughs> the kitchen. Um, and then had um, a ton of people go, oh, this is really delicious. Thank you for this. Oh, it's very delicious. Yeah. It's nice and moist. Which yes. It's so what was... you want with banana cake. So I was really, and I, and, I, and I got to, then I got a few messages back of people kind of going, oh, we're not in the office today. And I'm like, well, everyone is being, no, we don't. Office. <laughs> well, I had you come into the office, my hungry boys. You, yes. you, you getting on some banana I bread. I did in no way do it to get like the emails back from some of the guys going, hey, I'm like, oh, <laughs> hey, do you like my baking? <laughs> I loved your baking. But no, that was Ina. I actually, I did type in Ina's, but apparently she features it in three of her cookbooks. Oh, I'm sure it's in two of the ones that I've got, so I should look. I don't know if it, I didn't look in my one actually which is so sick sometimes I do that and I forget to actually look in the books that I have mm. I had an idea last minute and then I had to go and like seven dollars worth of walnuts later oh yeah I could have told you that yeah but... which actually well no the bag of walnuts was seven dollars luckily um, and I forgot why I ended up getting them from but I always forget to look in the baking section because you always go into the nuts section. Are they never in the nuts and the dry berries? It's always in the baking no, section. it's hidden away. Um, and so I don't usually go into stories through Ina's garden. But uh, this was... So I had a bit of a day yesterday. Mm-hmm. I had a very heavy head day. I, I, I really did not want to come home and do my notes. And I didn't really want to bake. And I, and I was like, no, you're going to do this. Because I, I just felt really stupid offering you baked goods that weren't baked myself. That's <laughs> kind of not the point of them. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. I used to make banana bread with my mum. Uh, she found a recipe once, and we used to make it in the food processor. And then, but this was a little bit. I I went with what Ina said. So went to Giant. That's on the way home. Giant is useless. It's expensive and it's useless now. Yes. It, it seems to be the biggest store, but has nothing in it. And I hate the fact that we become a Whole Foods house. But I know where everything is, and actually, a lot of the food in there is cheaper. Yes, especially the three sixty five brand. Yes, and it's actually cheaper than Giant. So I feel mm-hmm. a bit. Uh-uh. So. Get, I'm really stressed. I get stressed in Giant for some reason. Walking about, finally get out of there. Walk home, drop stuff off, go straight to Whole Foods to pick up a couple more bits. As I'm pressing the button to cross back on the street, I suddenly realise I left didn't have any sour cream. I wasn't going to buy more buttermilk because mm. I had a ton of debt left. I wish I'd known I had a ton of debt left over from something else. But as I'd been paying before, there'd been a kid next to me and his dad was paying stuff. And I was like... Ugh, I don't need a child, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, and um, so I went, dropped the stuff back off, came back because I have a thing about having the bags and you know, you know yeah, yeah, looking at you. And then um, I ended up like back next to the dad and his kids, and this guy was moving like molasses. And I'm like, what is it if straight people moving slow at Whole Foods? Yeah, it's like they consider it a date or child. I, I, whether or not he had been told by the wife or the partner to take as long as you want if the kid out the house. Yeah, but I've seen like a lot of straight couples like like in like 
Like it's delivering a baby. Like just scan, put, scan, put. So the thing is, you always know the gays that are in Whole Foods one because we're walking fast. We're on a mission. We're going to the wine department. We're in gym we can... clothes. Right. We're in gym clothes. But we're also like checking out at rapid speed. It's like we got to get in there and done and go to brunch. Like Because well, no one's cruising at that no. checkout. They're cruising in the uh, pre- pre-made salad aisle. Exactly. Or maybe the veg. They're squeezing the avocados. But I was just like... I cruise on the wine aisle. I want my guys toasted. <laughs> I don't usually see... I don't know. I do find, though, that a lot of the gays around here are the truly gays. They are. And they, got don't, no they don't go into the wine. Like, if you saw a gay in the wine section, I'd send him your way. But usually they're there, like, if, like, like a ten gays going in and showing an eight-pack of truly. Honey, you don't go there on a Friday night like I do. I occasionally, yeah, I should pop over. <laughs> you should pop over around the time I go. <laughs> and then they're there. But that was my baking experience. Um, but no, it all came together. I did it again. And now I will be at work. Like, they better watch out. Their waste are going to grow, is what you're saying? Well, aside for that, or ours. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, making a banana bread is not a lot of news. No. It's not no. a lot of news. But I think we're to that time. We're at that time where we are talking about what is in the news. That's enough talking about ourselves, what's going on in the gay birds. We discuss the stories that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp. And I'm going to come forward because I think I'm moving too far back from the mic. And <laughs> I want to be in like it's late night television. Late night radio even. With Delilah. With Delilah. Delilah. <laughs> So who wants to go first? I, um, uh, mine's sort of good news-ish. Well, I start sad, then start medium. Okay, so do you want me to finish off? You can finish me off. Okay, I'll definitely finish you off, Maxie. <laughs> so we're going to head to the other side of the pond for the first bit of news. Okay. And announce the very, very sad death of a one Miss Mystic Meg. Who is Miss Mystic Meg? Mystic Meg is not a drag queen before anybody thinks that. <laughs> that name should be. <laughs> Mystic Meg is a TV psychic. Oh, like Miss Cleo? No. No, no. But yes, but no. No, <laughs> okay. So, Mystic Meg in the 90s, and we're going to put it on the Instagram. Everyone follow us at, what is the Instagram account? I don't remember at this point. Okay, well, uh, we'll <laughs> check out, we'll find an Instagram link, but we have yeah. an Instagram. <laughs> but, um, so she had, like, a very um, witchy look, like high collars, very vampy, mm. but it's black bob, and in the 90s, we have the National Lottery in England, mm-hmm. and she used to come on during a lottery draw and come out and predict for 45 seconds the winners. Uh-huh. But it was like... <laughs> oh, I see where we're going with this It one. was really oddly specific stuff. Mm. And she had a method, and I'm going to put my glass down and pretend, and she'd come out and be like, here comes Mystic Meg. Mm-hmm. And she'd come out and she'd be like, I'm going to try and get the voice. And she'd be like, I see a woman named Brenda with a sister called Kathy, and Kathy will get three numbers in the lottery. And a firefighter called Norm will get four... And you may win two. And that two would be significant. But, so it was really specific stuff. Right. But she actually did predict a couple. They never so often get them on. And she did some horoscopes. I think the Sun newspaper used to have, like, the Mystic Meg hotline. Uh But she wasn't... And I'm going to say this. I've heard about Miss Cleo. I know there's a lot of issues regarding Miss Cleo. Yes. <laughs> Mystic Meg was a bit of a joke that she got. 
She Go. was, I do believe, someone that believed they had psychic abilities, and I do believe in the old sensitivities to electricity. Right. We all, everyone who says they don't have it would then go, well, I just got the worst deja vu. Exactly. But no, she was just a bit of a camp icon, and she probably, for a lot of us, was the first drag queen. But she got the joke. So mm. even though her predictions were, I want to say legitimate, um, were, were real. In her yeah. head, they were real. There was an element that everyone was kind of having a giggle together, and she had a persona. And it's so it's a bit sad. So for a lot of us, it is like our first proper drag queen. Oh, but no, I mean, she was eighty though. I didn't she was actually quite quite old. Oh. Not old, but, old, but no. But it, there were very specific predictions, like someone with their dick half hanging out, <laughs> a flasher in Yorkshire. Yeah, a flasher, in, a flasher in Yorkshire right now <laughs> is getting four numbers <laughs> and two balls. Um, <laughs> So the other news moving on uh-huh. in is that the dog up there barking at nothing in particular? Yes. Yes. Well, we'll keep going because this is what we are. This is this is the real world, people. We're real <laughs> women with real problems, <laughs> with real jobs, with real jobs. Um, is um the ending? I don't want to say they're saying that they when they worded this, it sounded like it was being cancelled, and it wasn't. It's uh-huh. ending. Um. Uh-huh. Funny Girl is ending on Broadway. Oh, it's ending. Ending. But in September. So the run is ending. The run is ending. So it's not being cancelled. Mm-hmm. I do believe that it is just Leah Michelle's year-long contract is up. Mm-hmm. I don't think many people go beyond a year in a Broadway, a main Broadway role. Right. Um, especially at that level of singing required, and they've mm-hmm. just announced it's ending. It's weird news, because it's <laughs> Leah Michelle. Um, yes. <laughs> and... The redemption of Leah Michelle, and can we say she's redeemed and has she redeemed? I mean, she's had some self-reflection, I think is the go-to word. Well, didn't, wasn't that the phrase she used of, I've had some reflection on the actions that I've done? Not that I'm sorry, but I've had some reflection on what i I do I've think done. she did may have said sorry, but I don't think it was in a completely I'm guilt-free context. Yeah, I, and I think that's where the problem lies. But I do... I like her. I, I, I think that she she's a bitch. Um, but, <laughs> yes. And I, think, and I do also think... But it's interesting, because I knew she was a bitch. I watched that show she did... Uh, I mean, I watched Scream Queens. Um, yes. Which, which she was really actually good in. And then she did The Mayor, which she wasn't as... Apparently she was a real bitch on that. And they, they kind of... Um, when it was... I think there's some shows that when they get on the bubble... Which, for those that don't know, the bubble shows are what could they go either way in terms of cancellation or renewal? Are they back again next year? Um, I think her behaviour on that was like, "Ma'am, you've got to go." Yeah, there was. A, there, there, I think it was a big decider. Mm. But she's she is talented. I think it's very sad. I I used to love her Hello Fresh adverts where she would try and kid <laughs> that the vegan mashed potatoes and and tomato was delicious. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're eating. <laughs> but I'm seeing what you've and got on your plate. If you can find them, because they got taken off YouTube because of um when she got all this to happen. And there's a right. bit where she like, skips outside with like a like a handbag to go to the studio in this giant car, and it's like you can't look genuine at all. No. But she did go through some stuff, especially with Corey, and I feel really bad. Like, there's, a, I don't think excuses a lot of her behavior. Because I'm going to say this: harassing people and bullying your co-stars is not appropriate. Well, Chris Colfer famously said, "I." They said, "Are you going to Gypsy and see Funny Girl?" And he went, "No, I can get. Um, I can get. What did he say? Oh, 
damn it. Wasn't it something about I can relive the PTSD at yeah, home? Yeah, I get PTSD at home. Yeah. But I think the one I think what I do feel about this one is interesting is is for me was that again, she's a very undeniably talented and she does have a persona. Right. She's a diva and what where Ryan Murphy has said nothing about any of this and any about taking any responsibility for allowing her to act like she did mm-hmm. because he did act allow her to act like that. Yes. Was that the big thing about about funny? I keep saying gypsy because they are like no gypsy's the role she'll probably do. She'll kill gypsy in a few years. Yeah. Was that she had to? This was her last chance, and I think she knew it. Mm-hmm. And there's been no stories of from backstage at all. No, I think uh, she's kept it under wraps. If anything is going on, um, but back to Ryan Murphy. I feel like he's being a little bit complicit. <laughs> oh, he was very... I think he was you very know, complicit. Very complicit. And I'm like, sir, maybe you should say something. But then what's he going to... The thing is, is I get maybe that he... I think it's our, our theory that he should... It's my theory that he, he's complicit. But if he says that he allowed it, then he's admitting that she was a bitch and right. therefore killing his protege's yeah. career. So yeah. he cannot admit he allowed something without admitting that something was happening. Right. Then you were guilty. Guilty. Yeah. But no, I, w- I want to try and see, actually. I think she... I think a little bit of it was that she was knocked down a few pegs when she didn't get the role straight out. Yes. Um, I know they were trying to do something different. I do feel sorry for Beanie. I think she was horrendously screwed over with that. I do think she was yeah. as well. Um, but I am... No, I'm... I, 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 I don't think always forgiven. I think she's still got a lot of work. But I think she's proven that she's someone she's someone that we can maybe allow ourselves to invest in i think she's on the road to regaining or i don't want to say trust but i don't know what word I want yeah to use. i think she's on the road she's not there yet yeah, yeah. but it is interesting because my thing with glee, glee and it, it, is i loved glee i was really obsessed with glee mm. i think it got me i mean i was leaving college at the time university and i, I was a bit too old for it in that sense but I was not. I was not in a good place mm, then. Yeah. I've not really. I feel looked at where I was as a person when when Glee came out, and I think when you're in a bad place, you look to like a lot of high school stuff as that sort of the. I would like to go back there and have relive that, and it's a lot of fantasy and takeaway. So I was really into Glee. Um, I watched it all the way through to the bitter end. I think the first three seasons were excellent, and I liked the was it the, the the shorter sixth season. Four was a bit of a mess, and five they 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 admit they didn't want to write it. I'm going to be very honest. I stopped watching season two point five with the dinosaur prom. I can tell you the episode I stopped yeah, watching. Yeah, no, on. season three was <laughs> season three got that little bit of focus which I I liked because they were mm. graduating, but. What's so interesting, I find, and I'll move on from, from the glee of it all, yeah, was yeah. that it's such a cultural phenomenon. And it was. It did... The first season really shifted TV. Yes. And it did move it to something that was profitable. And then I can't... But then I think at that point, you know, Netflix was starting and there was a lot going on. Was it? Is that one show that I'm not sure about ever re-watching? And not that I don't want to watch it. I know there's some there's some bits in it which are a bit uh, about the treatment of characters right but for the most part it just has such a oh, a sad legacy and maybe and even like there's a yeah. podcast is it was it Jenna um oh it was Tina and Artie yeah. they're, they're doing their own 
podcast that we watch, like Office Ladies. Even though I don't really know if I can listen. I don't know, it's something weird about its legacy now. And I think maybe if Leah Michelle becomes a big star, and, and like even Chris Colfer has kind of gone very quiet, and he was going to be the big writer from it all. So I think my thing is, like that came out that has tainted Glee is like, there is the dark legacy of like the crimes that were committed behind the stage, the three deaths, you know, the Leah Michelle of it all. Like there was, there was a lot, there was a lot of weight to that show. Yeah. There was a lot of baggage and not in a good way. It was not Louis Vuitton. And whether or not I'm going to sit there and watch it again, but it's, it's so interesting. Yeah. And I think that's a deep, that's a deep dive. And maybe one week I'll rewatch the pilot and, mm. or maybe we'll watch the pilot together and see honestly because it is undeniably it did change the landscape it did of high school Mm -hmm. and let's see what happens next but that's not really that's not news for the moment that's more culture we're still on the news so Daniel do you want to step in and change my subject I will change your subject very much and we're going to talk about daddy 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 one Mr. Pedro Pascal so Yes. What is the headline? Well, the headline, because there were actually two headlines that came out this week about Pedro Pascal, was, the first one was that he was harassed by the paparazzi, saying, are you okay, essentially, with the queer storyline of The Last of Us? And he's like, yes, I'm absolutely okay for it. And they're like, are you sure that there should be gay characters on television? He's like, yes, you know why there should be gay characters on television. I was so proud of him in that moment. Like, the dialogue went on yeah. back and forth. Yeah, you know about his family, don't you? Yes, well, we're going to talk about it in a second. You know, the dialogue went on back and forth for a bit, and he's like, you know why I'm doing this, because I need to do this. We should all be doing this, essentially. Yeah. And I was like, Daddy, we love you so much, Daddy. Have you seen it yet, Last of Us? No. Are you I, planning to? No, because I'm not a big... I, I don't do video games. Like, And I, I know this is based, based on off of video game and I don't have any intention of seeing it. See, I I, I wanted to see it because I don't like video games but I heard very good things about this game in terms of narrative. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the hubs would want to watch it and then he actually started watching it uh-huh. and I said because he doesn't like horror and he's like yeah. actually no I will watch it so yeah. I think we're going to start soon but no I'm, I'm I knew that it was a queer computer game mm-hmm. but yes. a very high level one it wasn't like a niche one it had a, just have, had a queer subplot to it right so the other news about daddy this week because it's all Pedro all the time Whew. is he posted on Instagram with the flying flag flying gay pride actually LGBTQ pride progressive flag saying the answer is in the wind and everyone's basement's just flooded. And it was out of support for his trans sister, Lux Pascal. It was so beautiful. I might have cried reading the story and the interview that was associated with it. It was everything I needed because guess what? It's been a very dark week for our community. We're essentially banned from Tennessee at this point. If you're a drag queen, if you're transgender, you're banned from Tennessee. And other states are following suit. Uh, but listeners, I'm going to say, you know... Some of us are taking a stand where we should. Yeah. And I want to say thank you to RuPaul for finally coming out and saying something. And I want to say, um, if you happen to be in New York City on March 31st, Stand Up NYC is hosting a charity event, a massive charity event with several drag queens performing. 
and I'm highly going to recommend that you go. A friend of mine in New York City sent that to me, so I'm going to pass it along here because we once again have a platform to do stuff like that. So it is bleak, but it's not all bleak. And Pedro Pascal's leading the way. And Pedro Pascal, like he can do whatever he wants. Well, because he's daddy. He's he's our sexy. So what daddy. is what is daddy to you? Daddy is a mature, and what I mean by mature is a sure of himself individual older confident has a certain aura about them they'll take care of you they'll do the right thing they will take care of you in more than one way and you know what i mean by that there's nurturing element to them yes they have their shit together there is an element for me of they'll go to the bar and ask everyone what they want but it's beyond that it's beyond that yeah there's there's (laughs) an element of taking control of the situation they will take control. Because <laughs> there was a few guys I know that used to be like, I've got a beard, Max. Do you think I'm daddy? And I'm like, no, no. you've never bought a drink in your life. Right. But the joke of Pedro Pascal is that he, um, last of us, he also is looking at, I, I, I think the storyline is yeah. he's, he's getting, he's, he's helping a young lady. Uh-huh. And then in uh, Mandalorian, he's looking after Grogu. Uh-huh. So they basically, he has two roles where essentially he's taking on a very fatherly role. And if uh-huh. you've watched like, the latest season, especially of Mandalorian, we uh-huh. just watched a second episode last night, and it's actually it wasn't a really excellent episode. Like mm-hmm. I love it, but last night was a really great episode, mm-hmm. and he just the way he a lot of the exposition happens by him talking to Grogu, uh-huh. but it also builds up this relationship, and he's there going, "Hey, kid," and you're like, Ooh. "Well, the thing is, it's about a relationship. It's a dynamic, you know, as you said." I mean, have you seen the soundbite where he's like, yeah, I'm your slutty daddy now? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, because he, he did the daddy sketch in SNL. Yeah. With Sarah Paulson. Yeah. She's mummy and his daddy. Because apparently they are old friends. That's uh-huh. why she did it. I'm like, I like that. But that's nice. It's like, and I think that there is... It's it's supporting what's happening in Tennessee. It, it's terrifying yes. what's happening in Tennessee. Um, Dolly has not said anything yet, has she? And that's what's very disappointing. Dolly has not said a word. I think that potentially, I think Dolly's working on it. I feel that there there has become, and I'm going to come into this actually in a, in a, in, a, in our next bit. But there uh-huh. is, I I don't know. I'm 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 very open. I'm I'm waiting to see what's going to happen with this. I think Dolly is in a very unique position where she does cross over. Mm-hmm. And that's why we love her, and I think they're working out how they move forward with that. And I think so too, but my counter to this is it started going down on Monday. Yeah. And there was the tweet, or the message on Instagram that most of us saw saying, you know, MTV, RuPaul, Dolly, so-and-so, say something. And it took RuPaul until yesterday, Wednesday, so that's, you know, three days, which, thank you for saying something, which is why I'm saying that. Yeah. I, I guess my question is, like, how much longer are we going to wait to craft this message, Dolly? Yeah. That, that's where I'm at, of, like, RuPaul can do it in three days. Like, honey, and you saw the writing on the wall. That's the thing. Like, we all saw this coming. Like, there should have been something in the works. It better be good at this point in time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it should be, like, it better be good. song at this point. Jolene level. Right, so, sadly... As they are stepping away from gay culture in Tennessee, mm. and I'm just really bloody glad we got to Nashville because I don't think we'll be going back there anytime soon. Oh, uh, yeah. 
what's your culture been for the week? My culture for the week, um, like I said, listeners, it was a self-care heavy week, so self-care was number one on my list. My food of the week would be the pickled red onions that I made that went on just about everything this week because I was, again, vegan or vegetarian with every meal except for the poke bowl I had this afternoon. My wine of the week was a lovely Blanc Burgundy. Oh, so good. I used it to make an impossible meat uh, lemon garlic sauce. Did you make the impossible meat or did you buy the impossible I meat? bought the impossible meat. I should check if you've got the recipe for that because it's, yeah. it's a lot of basically it's sodium and beetroot. Right, but the sauce was <laughs> delicious. Fantastic. Yeah. My soundtracks for the week. My new listen was Cabaret, the 2021 version with Jesse Buckley. Fantastic. I've still not heard that was Eddie Romain, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. That one was absolutely fantastic. The interpretations of the songs, not what I expected with their, um, uh, gosh, I'm blanking on the term. But, anyways, not quite what I expected, but I like that interpretation nice. of the songs. It was very good, clean, beautiful. She has a voice as well, though. Yes, she does. Uh, my re listen would <laughs> be appropriate for what's going on in the South Parade. Because, guess what? Anti citizens. <laughs> Semites are back. Oh, God. Uh, my song was About Damn Time by Lizzo because I just needed some comfort. Mm. And my book of the week, I'm reading, damn it. And we'll talk about it later once I finish this travel log, but I'm reading. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, culture of the week for me uh, was not getting Eurovision tickets. <laughs> um, you were so sad. <laughs> yeah, well, I was sad. And I know it sounds like a real horrible thing is that you... You're sad until the messages start coming up online, going, "Oh, I didn't get you a vision ticket." <laughs> so I did. I did. I did apply. I went for the, the final and one of the semi-finals, and then I went in for a couple of others about five minutes later. Probably if I'd gone in for the others at the same time, I would have got them. Mm-hmm. But they were. I got to the two of the queues closed before I could get to the end of it. For those that don't know, obviously everyone here, is, I presume, would know is that Eurovision Song Contest was a contest invented to bring Europe together post-war. It didn't really divide us. In the 50s. Us. Yeah, it divided yeah. us even more. Mm. It's going it, to... Ukraine won, but UK are um, hosting this year. Um, usually the winner hosts the next year, but this year the UK are doing it for Ukraine, but doing a lot to make sure that Ukraine is going to be involved. Right. Which is lovely. But no, we tried, we didn't get them, but... Um, I think it would have been a bit of a shit show trying to get um, up there. Up there. Well, up there, yeah, it was not far, but then also, well, that, yeah, up there. Liverpool Lime Street is um, easy um, in to get to from Euston, but then, I mean, it's just going to be busy. So maybe yeah. I think blessing in disguise. Yeah, I think so. But it would have been nice had you. Had I was rooting. Gone. I was rooting for you to go. Yeah, I actually was on a run by that point because my someone at work messaged me very early and I was trying to do that and this and then go for a run while checking Ticketmaster lines while um, hitting everything. So it was it, it, were, it was a very cultured morning. Uh, my movie of the week, Operation Fortune, I went to see on Cheapy Tuesday. Oh, okay. It's a Guy Ritchie spy thriller, but not mm-hmm. really a spy thriller. I, I say spy uh. caper. I love Jason Statham. He's so hot. Oh, fuck this. Fuck that. Fuck you. <laughs> um... It was just interesting. There was no real twists, I have to say. Oh. Um, Aubrey Plaza was excellent. She played the. She just played like he's a like he's like tech person. Mm. Again, there was nothing. It was. I feel he was trying to experiment and say, "Can I write a movie 
that feels like there's been a lot, like there's been a ton of movies before it. Uh-huh. Like if I could, I write my own Bond. Can I write the tenth entry into a spy franchise without making nine others? But you need um, okay. And you could because you because when you go look at Star Wars, Star Wars mm. was an experiment in narrative. Can you drop us in halfway through a storyline? And we they did. Yes. So he did it, and it, but it. I, I kind of wonder what he was trying to do. I, I mm. feel like I would watch another one of those easily. Mm-hmm. Um, does he write a better Bond film and his ex-wife writes a Bond theme? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, in terms of television this week, Apple had this new one, Hello Tomorrow, which just popped up and it's it's set in a future with a 60s retro aesthetic. I've seen like bits of one episode of it. And it was pretty good, but I'm a little bit I there's a lot of mystery. There's there's a mystery as to what is going on. Mm. I I love 60s like we're sitting below images of my my favorite 60s retro like futuristic right. aesthetic. Yeah. And I love that, but I I don't know what's going on, but not it's not written in a way that I'm like, oh, I really need to know. I'm like, okay. You can I, take it or leave it. I kind of feel like a little bit of it, it's just a weak, weaker script. I'm, mm. I'm going to give it a go. I kind of did feel a disinterest from the hubby. Um, <laughs> it's palpable. <laughs> going to finish off with this, and I find that every week, and, and you know, I say this that we've got you know, stuff to talk about, but is that... There's always something that hits me each week in terms of culture. Mm-hmm. Um, we started watching the season three of We're Here. Uh-huh. Have you watched any of We're Here? Yes. Just I love check, We're Here. Yeah. Have you seen season three? Um, I saw the first episode of We're Here. It's tough, isn't it? Yes. I was crying like five minutes But it was into tense. It. Yes. And, uh, so We're Here, anyone hasn't seen it because it's a HBO one. It's a bit like Queer Eye, but they send three drag queens. Shangela, uh, Eureka, and Bob the Drag the Queen. queen are sent they go to different small towns mm-hmm. they speak to three individuals and they fall under the categories of lgbtq community member mm-hmm. ally or and this is the curious twist someone that wants to do better mm-hmm. and i watched it last year when we were in denver and it was so it was very interesting to see that sort of we'd started to see some smaller towns and what they actually look like right and I and I thought this seat was this just really got me this this one. Um, they were in Texas. Yes, there was a real sense of danger. This isn't them giving straight guys Banana Republic clothes and showing them how to cook carbonara. No, and 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 but what I do like about it is they 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 they, they meet people. You hear their stories. They put on a drag show, and you may think that's fickle and that doesn't do anything. But they're saying we're here. Yes. And they walk through this town. They get abuse, and mm-hmm. they do. And it is some of it's really in the second episode. Bob gets abused, mm. and it's it is tough. And there are set, you do really wonder, like, like you know this they're alive, but you think, yeah. fuck, yeah. So really check it out. Um, and this is me coming off watching the Real Friends of WeHo. This is real gay culture. This is what real. Gay people in small towns who don't have the privilege of saying, I've got enough ton of money, to, I'm going to go move to the big city, are dealing with. And so it got yes. me, but I highly would say that. Also, it's really beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. And it's also quirky. I love the opening bits. There's a quirk and a uniqueness to it. It draws you in, in, in a good way. And then you get the story. Right. And, and like you said, it's 
you know, watching the show, I'm instantly drawn back as a kid from, you know, the middle of the South, yeah. in a small town, and I'm just like, I can relate to these people every single time. Like, that's the thing. It is some of it. But no, definitely give it a watch. I know not everyone has HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I think every gay has HBO Max. <laughs> but you know what? Go watch Last of Us and go watch this as well. But mm-hmm. it is just to finish before we move on because we've got more culture to talk about. More culture. It's the one show that I, I do absolutely love it but I rarely get to the end of the episode mm-hmm. and not that I don't want to watch the next one but feel I could watch it. Yeah. I'm just I and I'm that's rare for me. I don't get unless it's sci-fi that invested, mm-hmm. and I really come out of it going drained. So definitely culture this week. I'm glad we're finally finally watching it. But if anyone's listening to this and kind of rolling their eyes, which I don't think any of I hope none of our loyal listeners, all 26 of you at the moment, yeah, <laughs> 27 of you, um, would do is if you're failing to understand. It, what's going on in Nashville, Tennessee, or Tennessee, I shouldn't say Nashville, Tennessee, yeah. actually, that's a little glorious area of it, <laughs> but Tennessee, is watch this show and just watch the micro difficulties that individuals are yes. facing and the importance of safe spaces which are being stripped from people. Mm-hmm. And that's what is, that's why like, I feel like this, probably this week, this show meant a lot because of what's happening in Tennessee. It's the safe spaces it is your weighted blanket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. And they don't have that. No. So it is so important. And I've seen people go, they should just leave these places. And yeah, maybe they should. But they're leaving someone behind. Right. They're leaving a part of themselves. And when Trump got in, the hubby said at one point, do we look at England? And I said, we don't run away from a fight. <laughs> but we're also white males and we're privileged right so I'm going to say I'm going to nominate personal culture this week as we're here to understand why we keep being ourselves yes so Daniel what is interesting now is we have had a lot of culture come our way and this week well, I think we had more culture come our way than I thought when we Ooh, started. <laughs> but one of the things, and I think we wanted, and I don't want to dwell, but at the same time is acknowledge. It can acknowledge yeah. Is it's the third birthday of Miss Rona. Miss Rona. Miss Rona. Miss Rona. And, and uh, uh, a lady at work who I... So my first day at work was exactly a year before we, we had to close up. So uh-huh. me and a friend's... Um, never got the chance to do our first drink so we're going out next week for like a happy hour but um it is an interesting one because we didn't really want to mention it but it was sort of the elephant in the room um hence the banana bread and all that (laughs) um so we were kind of the world is returning i i'm back in the office i know you've been back in the office longer than i have at a very much more stricter capacity yes i've been back in the office for a year now essentially you have my god yes yeah um and you're are you hybrid or not hybrid so i'm hybrid in that i am in the office so i have a four or five schedule so i'm in four days a week and then i'm in five days a week so i have to I'm only allowed to telework three of those days. Yeah. So I'm in the office the rest of the time. Yeah. So we were meant to be in... Initially, it was going to be five days a month. So mm. what? Which sounds odd because there's... I say four weeks in a month. 
but you know how but generally we, we, speaking we can, yeah. yeah and that was they wanted us in a quarter and then um, it never happened because of Omnicron so I under orders from the hubs was told to at least go back in the office once a week and I actually really started to enjoy it mm-hmm. and I actually bumped into a friend um, today and they also like actually I do look forward to coming back in the office mm-hmm. it's quite rare for a lot of people my age um, I'm not that much I'm not old but um, <laughs> a lot of it's the, the younger people either they have you know they're, they're sharing like apartments apartments and stuff yeah roommates yeah roommates and also just wanted that office experience there's still a lot of back and forth we're working stuff out but no so I feel and then today I said I took in a loaf of banana bread mm-hmm. and and shared it and then also working out an international potluck I work for an international organisation and but there's only a couple of Brits there so we're doing some sausage rolls and some carrot cake. Yes. yes. But it is nice and it has been. And also just talking with people, going to someone's office, like a training that never happened, but we ended up having a nice chat for half an hour. But also <laughs> then other projects came up and, and stuff. So mm-hmm. it has been tough. I don't want to rehash a lot of what went on. I know you had some, I know I was, well, the borders closed and that was a very scary experience. Well. This is my parents for 18 months. You had that. I was in a long-distance relationship that <laughs> the first year. Oh, you know all about that one. So it was. I do. Oh, that was a time and a half right there. Is what that one was. But it was, it was, it was odd. It was weird. But uh, I mean, should we start at the beginning of it? Well, I I kind of feel oddly that we should focus on the positive oh absolutely we're not going to be negative on this and one so we're going to do a little we're going to do, do you hear that that's the, the we're peeking behind the curtain are we looking at the wizard we're looking at the wizard that was a dog barking they she she went behind the curtain yeah and we're gonna do a little um, um, uh, well i don't know what to say really apart from that daniel and i would not be here today if it wasn't for covid covid i feel that we're basically this is the podcast equivalent of vamping but (laughs) when we looked at it we had a bit of a chat about this and so daniel and i knew each other before covid yes so i'm gonna let you take the lead on how we got chatting for those that know know for those that don't know but that's all we did contrary to various rumors and there's a lot of rumors rumors, surprisingly a lot of rumors. rumors i told someone sunday and they went really i went yes really there are all so... we have ever done is be friends, right? But anyways, we got no, to no chatting, doubt. and I noticed you had a podcast, and I will take over from this point for a little bit. So I had a former podcast known as Wine and Punishment. I had a different co-host. It was a different podcast completely, topic-wise. It was true crime, and you know we were chatting, and Max actually listened to that podcast. Yeah, I started to listen. And you would yeah. respond every week being like, could you explain this to me? Yeah. And at some point I realized, one, Max actually gets what the topic of that podcast was. Two, he's actually really intelligent. Three, oh my God, I actually have to know what I'm talking about and I have to explain it. And I would like criticize yes. long episodes, <laughs> but that was long. You wasted my time. Well, and, I agree. And then we, so we, we did, we got chatting. Then we, we actually met yeah. at a couple of the hubby's events. Yes. Um, which was nice, and we stayed in contact. Yeah. But then, so the hub, the hubby had his campaign. That was what two thousand 
eighteen. Yes. Then we then we sort of like like things happened, and I got a I I was heavily involved in a rugby team, and mm-hmm. I think you came to a couple of bits, but I then went into work. Yeah, I came to a few things, and it was one of these. It was sort of hit and miss. Like once every now and then we would see and then each other. Actually, you mentioned a rugby team on a podcast, and yes. you said someone was miss pricing jello shots and there was a whole chat on the rugby team about who was the one mispricing yeah so then that was sort of it and mm-hmm. then march happened mm-hmm. i'd been out to africa right got back and we bumped into each other so the thing about us bumping into each other is that my friend juan and i we had both seen the newscast and we're like we're gonna go to one last brunch because we said this lockdown's not gonna last two weeks we're like this is like Two months. And we're like, we're going to have one last brunch. So do we meet on a Saturday or a Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. So we met on a Saturday. And I said, okay, we're going to do a brunch. So Juan and I did a brunch. And we wound up like we always did at that time at Uproar. Uproar, yeah. And there was no one there <laughs> except for you and the <laughs> Because I think by that point was... It was, and 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 I I know you know we we learned a lot now. We didn't know what was going on, right? And we did know something serious was going on, and then all of a sudden they closed out, shut down weekends, and um, yeah, we bumped into you, invited you back for dinner because I think mm. I was I very drunkly cooked some chicken. I can remember that. Yes. And then the Sunday was the day that essentially we weren't going to go out, and then someone messaged and said. They're closing the bars, mm-hmm. and we actually went and got a last drink. Mm-hmm. And I, you can criticize all you like. We we went out, you not you, Daniel. No, no, I'm no. talking to the listener. <laughs> but we went out and got one last drink as they were literally cleaning up the bars, and then it was like everyone needs to leave, and we just went home and went. This is it. The fuck. <laughs> Had you been told at that point that you were going to be going to remote work? So no, I hadn't been told at that point. My dad, who was a hospital administrator at that time, was like you should probably take your work home with you from now on. And I'm like, Dad, I can't do that. Um, We had not been told yet. In fact, we were the last agency to be told that we could actually telework. So I was still going into the office until Wednesday. Yeah, so we were told the Friday before we'd be mandatory work from home, and after that would be suggestive. And then Uh, on the Monday they were said, no, we really need people to not come in. Yeah. So then that was the two months went by, Mm -hmm. and I think we saw... People obviously we were isolating, and then occasionally would bump into people. Mm-hmm. The world reopens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it reopened June-ish. And DC was stupid. Yes, I don't want to go into details on DC being stupid, but you were fucking stupid. Ugh. A certain bar on Seventeenth Street should have known better. Try to get away with selling popcorn and out. And, oh, and, and God, there was, yes. and that, I think their their wrists were slapped very quickly about their people intervening because the rule was that you had to serve food with your drinks in set parties. Blah blah yeah, blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. That was not so. We're not going to go into that. It was no. frustrating, and it, a lot of it re kicked off the thing. But then we ended up, we stayed in contact. Mm-hmm. And I say primary recency effect, and then for some reason, and I don't say, and it sounds really horrible, listeners. <laughs> Is the one guy that I've been chatting to on and off for a year about his podcast, and the last person I saw, we found ourselves bubbling with. Yes. <laughs> and I still don't know what happened, no, how it happened. But it happened. And we bubbled. And and it was like, you came over Friday. This was when we were allowed to do that, minimal mm-hmm. parties. Yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race. That was a season that went on forever. Yes. Um, and we had 
we did that and that was why you're always over Fridays and actually mm-hmm. it's funny people go why is Daniel always hanging out with you on a Friday and we said because it's it's the habit and right. we just and it's a bubble we don't always hang out you know, at times when we don't yeah. but it's always like no it's a go to and I think that's the legacy of COVID is we're going to have the bubble mm-hmm. but then you were having issues on your podcast well not issues no I we can be honest it, I was having issues on the podcast. podcast but a lot of it was the subject matter the issue was the subject matter and the co I'll be blunt the co-host um was having uh mental health issues which we all were at that point but the topic was too heavy so it was one of these like instead of releasing every week it was releasing like once every two weeks and then it was like once a month and you know i got a little bit desperate the taylor swift episode happened that was good yeah i mean that's like we shifted completely and was like oh taylor swift dropped an album let's Let's review Taylor Not Swift. Such a good album, though. It was oh a God. very she good put, album. She put us learning how to make cocktails to shame. She did. But that being said, I was like, Max, would you like to guest on the podcast? Like, that's where we were at. Like, now, which ones are? Because I did. Now, which? Did... No, I did Dennis Nielsen first, didn't yes. I? Um, and then, so I picked two. They asked, Do I want to guest and do. So they would usually share their storylines and then your co-host would do one and then you would do the other. And the point is, like, we would be drinking the entire time, like, a wine a week. You know, she was in Denver at the time, so, like, we are drinking by ourselves. And then we would discuss, like, criminal justice system. And so I was like, you know, Max, here are the parameters of your case. Please talk. Go for I it. I didn't need to be told that because I, I, I had basically... He, he knew. That, I knew, knew that point he knew. Knowing. So, yeah, and I came in and did a couple of episodes, and it, it went really well. They were good episodes. One of them was, I mean, I did the most prolific serial killer in England, which is in the hundreds. And even you, buddy, we just, it was like, oh, my God. It was uh, like, there's another one. There's another one. <laughs> so we did that, and then I started, then there were various things happened. I was also planning a podcast, which I'm still editing. Yes. I got started editing, but I'm still working on. I've got a ton of interviews. And then we decided, your one officially went it went kaput I still yeah. I still would like a final episode that's just me that's just me here's the thing that ship has sailed yeah. she has sank yeah sank sank but we're here now we're, we're here, here now. now and then essentially we we got to this point and we are doing else. so that's a cheers cheers and it, it simply was that this podcast was based on the Friday night conversations we would have while the hubs were still getting ready right because the fact of the matter is we're actually good friends dare i say that are bestie friends that are yes that are more similar than what we thought we were <laughs> i think we got to that point where i was like are we best friends i think we are Question mark let's get sentimental oh. two good friends are you green or wearing pink is the question i'm wearing pink, pink actually <laughs> and you're way more of the greenish tone yeah so that, <laughs> but that is our little rundown of, of covid of culture created by covid i think yeah i think you know some good things have come out of it i think um you know craziness is still here i think a lot of tensions have been exposed by this there's still and we had a, we had a meeting day of our union about a lot of it and actually there were some good points raised yeah. about it is still here and actually, something's. I'm not going to go into it. That's not the not this role here. But I feel that, you know, World War Two was the worst thing that ever happened. But the we would not have got to the moon without the technology developed. Yes, and I, actually, I, I like where you're going. Actually, I was worried where you were. And actually, for a minute. 
if you want to look at the um, what tragedy produces, the film, the Eternals film, actually. I, will, I don't want to give anything away for people who haven't seen it or thinking of it, but it deals with the need for tragedy and conflict to create progression. So as a catalyst. So there's been a terrible run of terrible, terrible things have happened during COVID. Yes. But I feel that it is a jump in something and attitudes and understanding. We would not be in a Biden presidency i agree with that yeah. so um we have to look at dark and shade but yeah. i do like to say that i did get a, um a a best friend out of covid um one day we'll get rid of you but cheers oh, until that day <laughs> As my best friend, uh-huh. don't you need to explain something to me? Yes. Oh, I love this one. Yes. So, I'm just going to go straight into this story of the old and tired bed of, you know, where I'm going to tell you something, Max. Well, I keep seeing stuff about um, Eddie Izzard, or if you know an X in front of their name at the moment. Yes. So, the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful transgender comedian Eddie Izzard is no longer Eddie Izzard, but living their true selves as Susie Eddie Izzard. So from now on, she is Susie Eddie Izzard. And she said, it's a name I've always wanted to be since I was 10 years old. I it's knew such it was a 10-year-old right. name. She's like, it's anything I've ever wanted since I was 10. And she's like, it's the last little bit that I needed to be my true self. And I'm like, I love this so much for you. So she's been identified. I mean, so Eddie Izzard has been famous as a... I'm going to use a word that was appropriate during the time, but was a transsexual performer in the 90s that yes. then became, and they experimented with what in the 90s was what would be referred to as cross-dressing, but now is gender... Fluid. Fluid. Yeah, we're getting, between the two yeah. of us, we get there, but it was gender fluid. But right. they did experiment at the time with that. And so they actually gave a brand new interview with the Susie bit, saying that they came out as that, as they thought that it would be more accepting than coming out as transgender yeah. in the 80s and 90s. And I was like, I'm crying! That's all I did this week, listeners. Eddie I just Zard, cried. Though if, if, if you ever do want to... Eddie Zard's, they have not done a comedy show for a while. But Dress to Kill? Dress to Kill is a famous one. Yes. And that's because it does... It was a mainstream, it was mainstream, it was available, it was very publicly done. Eddie then, um, and Susie, made it very clear mm-hmm. that they, they, they wore stuff, and it was part of their comedy. And I think that also, in a way, I'm going to talk about Hannah Gatsby. I'll not mm-hmm. go, actually, I don't like to talk about Hannah Gatsby because I don't think you should. I think you should watch, I think Hannah Gatsby should be speaking for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but... There is the idea of comedy as a defense. Yes. Um, but at the same time, Eddie and a coping mechanism. Susie, too. sorry, did yeah. um, you know did 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 launch that? But no, thank you for explaining that. But I, yeah, they have said you can. We can still refer to him as Eddie. Yes. So they said that pronouns do not matter to them. That they are also gender fluid and sometimes they're more male, more female. But Susie is the name that they want to be known. Yeah. Because Susie is what they've identified since ten. I was like, oh, I love this. It's such a 10-year-old. It is such a 10-year-old. I was like, when I read that, they, the, the way that I remember seeing the article, so sometimes I will have seen the article before. I, yeah. I was like, he said, they said, she said, oh God, I'm so bad. I'm gonna, I I do still muck up. They said. They said, <laughs> it's been a name that 
I wanted to use since I was 10. And I'm like, I'm so curious about this name now. And when I said it was Susie, I'm uh-huh. like, that makes a lot. <laughs> it had to be a Susie. Uh-huh. So um, on that, I have a new word for this week. Oh, you do have a new word for the week. I was worried for a minute because there was no word in the... Uh... I should have put it in. Yeah. It's, um, and this one came up. It's requel. R-E-Q-U-E-L. Requel? Yeah. Is it like a reinterpreted sequel? Almost, yes. Oh, oh sorry. So, yeah, no, actually it is. So, <laughs> it is a film where the topics and themes portrayed are from an earlier film. Uh-huh. Um, they're revisited, but it's not considered a sequel or a reboot. Okay, give me an example so, of this. So, there's no linear continuation from an earlier film. So, you could start afresh from that film. They may have legacy characters into it. Uh-huh. I mean, they may have themes, but you can start again. And it was a term... Um, actually invented for Scream 5, which was also called Scream. Okay. And the idea was that that film started again, so Sydney Bristow, Gail Weathers, uh, Dewey Cox... Was it Dewey Cox? Was in it? Um, Dewey... Yeah, the, the, yeah. Um, um, was in it. But you could start from that film. Okay. So they didn't want to reboot it. They didn't want to do a sequel. They wanted to start again. Mm. So I was still not quite sure that fit because there was a lot of lines in it yeah but it's come up again because of Scream 6 yeah um, which I'm going to probably see this it's either that or the new one about a Madam Driver being of dinosaurs but I want to see Scream 6 so I like Janelle Ortega I, I would see Scream 6 over Adam yeah. Driver I'd have Adam Driver though. you can sit on my face any day um, but I'm uh, sorry Max the mic didn't catch that uh, uh, <laughs> but no that's, that's it it's this new sort of we don't want to reboot but we we want to start again we want to reboot adjacent uh, they call, they used to call them soft reboots I get do you ever see Once Upon a Time yeah they soft rebooted that in the last season got it so you could kind of watch it there, there the was start. enough carryover but there wasn't enough but I still think you wouldn't get Sydney Bristow no, no, Sydney Bristow. Why am I saying Sydney Bristow? Sydney Bristow is alias. Sorry, I knew that felt wrong when we said it. Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, was in it. But yeah. there's that line, I'm Sydney, I have a gun. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Cool. So anyway, that's it. This is the week call. It's a new way of making my money off people. Well, there you go. Thank you, corporations. So as we reach the end of our show, we come to our final thoughts and we make sure that they're as petty as possible. This is Petty Coat Lane, where we pick a topic that's been irritating us and we let you know why. So, Max, I believe you wrote this one down, and you were very adamant about it on Saturday whenever you did so. So, please, tell us about it. What is it? What is your topic? Oh, this was actually complaining about myself, um, <laughs> which is weird. So, I'm, I'm walking down Petticoat Lane right now. No, I don't like puff pieces as much, um, but then I realized that in the gay community, when there's a puff piece, it means that, that no one's taken away our rights. So, you know, um, it's a good week for us. So my petticoat lane is Max complaining about puff pieces when really we should be thankful that there's nothing nasty that we have to report on. I'm shaking my finger at you. Or nothing funny about the certain Republicans falling downstairs. (laughs) Which I said I wouldn't mention, but I'm just going to say... You did. did. (laughs) Wow. So I think on that note... Do we have any culture for next week? Oh, thank you, Max. Uh, culture for next week, maybe it's pollen 2.0. I can't breathe still. You so still can't breathe. I still can't breathe, even with the Flonase. It's, it's been a bitch. So you and Senior Republicans side by side on ventilators. Uh, yes, yeah, so ventilators are the culture Ventilators are the culture next week. Yeah, cheers. cheers. You've been listening to Bitches with Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. 
A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.